Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another daily episode on the Aloha Android Daily. How's it going? My name is Tito. And yes, so we got two things to talk about today. We are going to be talking about Google facing a $5 billion class action lawsuit for privacy issues regarding being with people with incognito mode on Google Chrome. And then uh, Apple's got a message for those people who've been out there looting at their Apple stores during this uh, this time of demonstrations going on all across cities in America. So let's get started with the first half of this podcast. So we're going to be talking about Google currently facing a class action lawsuit of $5 billion. Now, this is crazy. But again, who knows? Google in the limelight again are basically in a, facing another privacy issue going on whatsoever. So a lot of Google users are saying that when you're browsing on Chrome browser and you and you turn on incognito mode, that Google is still ciphering your browsing history. Now, if you don't know what incognito mode is, it's a mode that you can activate on Google Chrome that is supposed to allow you to browse the internet without your browsing history saved. Hence the word incognito. Um, People have noted that even if they turned on incognito mode, that their browsing history has been ciphered. Um, Google Analytics is using that and pushing relevant ads to the user themselves. And um, yeah, they've jumped on and created a lawsuit. Now, Google has responded in a statement basically saying that they're going to defend this. They're going to defend themselves in court that apparently that this is not so that if you activate incognito mode on your Chrome browser, that your privacy is in fact there. They're not seeing what you're, what you're browsing. They're not saving any of your browsing history so that way they can um, use it for ad, position, ad positioning in your Google search. Now, if you don't know, Google is a, is a major tech company, right? And they make a lot of money, billions of dollars. Um, but truth be told, Google doesn't make billions of dollars based on Android sales or Pixel sales or any of that products. No, their biggest revenue is ad revenue. So to to get that money, they have actually used your browsing history to better position them to present ads in your Google search feed that are relevant to the things that you've always searched for, things that you've always been interested in. And um, for that very reason, um, that's how Google makes their money. So a lot of people have in fact in the past pointed out that Google has some privacy issues and Google has, okay? I mean, worldwide, Google doesn't really have the best name when it comes to privacy. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine in the UK who um, is an avid follower on um, on um, my YouTube channel has always, uh, you know, we, 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 have open, we have open discussions about Google and, um, you know, uh, he's always conveyed uh, his concerns about Google and their privacy for their users. And um, one thing I've always said to that is, is that if you want to remain off the grid, stay off the internet. But you know, that's, that's here or there. Um, I do believe in the fact that you as a user have the right to browse the internet and not, and not be bombarded with things, especially like, you know, if, if you're suffering from an addiction of shopping online, right? Like you always want to buy something online. You don't need ads placed in your Google search that's going to tempt you to feed into your addiction when you're trying to overcome your addiction. So, you know, there, I mean, there's so many things that could be laid out when it comes to um, these things. And, and I understand where, you know, where people are coming from with privacy. And so now this, this remains to be seen. 
Is it true, in fact, that if you enable incognito mode, are you still having your data ciphered by Google? And are they using it for pushing ads that will help benefit them in the revenue department of how they make their money? Now, when it comes to the class action lawsuit, there are things that people got to understand. So what they're suing for right now is $5 billion, okay? And a class action lawsuit is a lawsuit that basically say, for example, if I started a lawsuit against Google um, and you have been impacted in the same way, you can jump on my lawsuit, share your experience of why, of what happened to you to help the case for us to win against this major corporation. But you also have to understand if it's a $5 billion class action lawsuit, one of the things that I'm seeing people talk about is that if they jump on it, they're going to get $5 billion if they win. No, that's not how it works. If I create a $5 billion lawsuit and nobody joined my class action lawsuit and I win my case in court against Google, then I get the $5 billion solely. But same thing, start a lawsuit, go after Google and, you know, um, Four billion nine hundred nine hundred and ninety nine million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand people join in. That's a lot of numbers. Um, a lot of people join in. Say, with myself included, five billion people are on that class action lawsuit. When we win the case, that means each of us gets one dollar because the compensation has to be split amongst everybody that's on the class action lawsuit. So that's how it basically works. It doesn't mean that just because it's a $5 million lawsuit and you know you join in it with, with a bunch of other people that every one of you guys can get $5 billion. No, that's not how it works. The compensation is split amongst the people that's in the class action lawsuit. So uh, Google set to, to defend itself and uh, I'll stay on top of this to see where this goes. And um, yeah, so... With that being said, um, we're going to get into the second half of the news here. But before we do that, a quick word of the sponsor, and then we'll carry on with the second half of the podcast itself. And so for that second half, basically, we're going to be talking about Apple. Apple's got a message for those people who have been going out there for the last couple of nights during the protests. For those people who have been getting involved in those protests, but not in a very good way and has been looting Apple stores. Now, I'm not going to get too involved with it because I'm pretty sure you already know what's going on across the country and every city in America just about is being impacted by this right now. But yeah, people that's out there basically wanting their voices to be heard and demonstrating. Nothing wrong with that. You're, you're right to do so. But there are people out there who are out there for a very bad uh, malicious intent. One of them is to loot businesses. And one of the most targeted businesses out there on that ranks in the top 10 is Apple stores. But Apple's got a message for those people who are breaking into their stores and um, stealing a bunch of iPhones and iPads. And for that would actually be that um, they know it's stolen. They know it's stolen. And if you turn that phone on, you're going to have a, a little message that displays that, um, that the phone has been stolen and that Apple is tracking it and that the authorities are being notified. Now, one would say, how would Apple even know that this phone was stolen? Well, allow me to elaborate and explain. So Apple stores sell Apple products, duh. And every delivery, say, say they get a delivery of products every Tuesday to the store. When that shipment comes in, 
Every product that comes off that truck gets scanned in so that the the warehouse that Apple owns knows that the that the the shipment that they sent to that specific store was received. And in that package is a list of every product that's in that that the, the packages. We'll say packages. There's more than one. And so say one of the boxes has nothing but iPhone 11 Pro Maxes. And in that box, there is an inventory sheet that has the serial number and the IMEI of every iPhone 11 Pro Max that's in that box. When that box is scanned, that information is logged into Apple's system. So if they wanted to know where a specific iPhone 11 Pro Max was, by serial number and by IMEI, they can find out what Apple Store has that phone. Okay. Now, every iPhone has an individual serial number and an individual IMEI because the IMEI is what carriers use to identify a device to provide cellular data connection to that device. The serial number identifies it being an iPhone 11 Pro Max, but not all of the 11 Pro Maxes have the exact same serial number. This is how it is, how it's individually separated from the rest of its brethren, if you want to call it that. So with all the, this information logged into Apple's system, they know, they know where these phones are. And if the store has been reported that it's been broken into and products has been stolen and Apple comes in to assess the loss and they're like, how many iPhone 11 Pro Maxes were stolen? And the store manager says, all of them. So now they have all the IMEIs and serial numbers in their systems, they can blacklist the IMEIs with every carrier in this country. And they can use Find My iPhone to track these phones based on the serial number with GPS. So this is how they're able to track the phone. So they're letting people know who have stolen iPhones that if you steal an iPhone during this time, if you broke into an Apple store and you steal an iPhone, they're tracking it. They'll be able to find it. And that's that. The phone's paperweight. You can't really do anything with it at this point. I mean, you can connect it to Wi-Fi at home, but I'll tell you this much right now. Most people who are like, well, I can deal with it being Wi-Fi only. You can only deal with it for so long before you just get that itch deep inside you that yearns to use the phone at full capacity. And how are you going to use it at full capacity? You can't even activate it. Because yes, iPhones can be activated. They can have activation lock on it. Activation lock means that the phone is locked. It cannot activate if you were to put a SIM card in it. And we've seen this from time to time where if you get a phone from like T-Mobile, you get an iPhone from T-Mobile, you didn't pay it off. So you try to take it to AT&T and put an AT&T SIM card in it. It's activated locked. It won't activate until you get until you pay it off with T-Mobile and then you get it um, basically unlocked, it won't activate. So yes, it's possible. iPhones can be activated locked. So it's pointless. You're just going to be using it for Wi-Fi, using it for show. And yeah, that can only last so long before you want to actually use the phone at its full capacity. So for anyone out there who has um, a, uh, who's went out and done it, I'm not going to say for definite that if you're watching this, you are one that did it. I'm just saying for anyone out there who's who's been involved in the looting and has looted an iPhone from an app from an Apple store, know this, they're gonna track that phone the moment you turn it on. 
And um, no, you won't be able to activate it. Not even on a prepaid. Don't go to a buddy and be like, yo, let me get that. Let me get that track phone SIM. I'm going to put it in here. No, it will not activate to any carrier. It will be blacklisted from every carrier. Um, now, if you're in the market of buying a phone, be careful because these people are going to realize the phones are worthless to them, except for one other way that they can make something out of a stolen iPhone from an Apple store. And that's going on places like OfferUp or the Facebook store or whatever and selling it to somebody else. So if you go online and you see something that seems a little too good to be true, like a brand new iPhone 11 Pro Max going for 500 bucks, still wrapped in the cellophane plastic. When you go to inspect that phone, bring a SIM card with you. Always bring your SIM card with you and don't have it in your phone. Take it out of your phone. Open the phone. Have the person selling the, selling the phone open it out of its packaging. Okay, if they don't want to open it, just walk away from the deal. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it, it could be an honest deal, but are you willing to risk that fact? I wouldn't. Just walk away from it. Okay? Now, if they open the phone itself and then they, they let you look at the phone, inspect the phone. Turn it on. Make sure that the speakers work by, you know, playing sounds from, like, the ringtones area. Um, check the cameras, make sure they work. Pop open the SIM tray and put your SIM in and make sure that it can activate so that that way you know the phone will activate and then pay for the phone. If it's activated lock, if that message pops up that says that this phone is being tracked and the authorities are being alerted, it's stolen. Don't buy it. Simple as that. So anyways, yeah, for anyone out there that's got a stolen iPhone or did steal an iPhone from the Apple store, you're SOL. If you're on the market looking for an iPhone, be, be very, very careful and practice what I just said about checking the phone before purchasing it. So anyways, guys, that's it for the daily podcast episode. You guys can let me know what you guys think. If you're listening on all your various different podcast sources, if you guys enjoyed it, uh, do let me know. Um, and yeah, <laughs> we're good for today. Uh, I'm going to jam out now. And thanks again for listening to this, from whichever source you listen to it from. And um, yeah. I will talk to you guys in the next one. And as always, aloha.